Welcome, Dedibles, to episode 11, I think. Sure. This week, we're talking about <laughs> the... <laughs> I guess it is. It's been such a long weekend with WonderCon. Um, this weekend, we're talking about the episode East. Mm-hmm. Not uh, West. Not West. But East. Don't get it confused with Kanye's kid. It's East. North? No, South? is it north? I don't know. East, one of those directions. Twelve clicks west, south by southeast. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think we should first say a, give a shout out to uh, our super fan Eric, who uh, posted on uh, posted us a comment on uh, on iTunes this week. Yeah, yeah. What do you say? Um, let me go back to it. He's like, you guys suck, and I'm not listening to this podcast ever again. <laughs> Just wanted to let you guys know. No. So now we're down to no fans. Let's see, where was it? And then it specifically, specifically mentioned, uh, uh, the talking, uh, the Walking Dead cast, mm-hmm. not the Talking Dead, the Walking, the the Dead that cast, popular show that people actually watch. Yeah, it, it, it mentioned this run. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, where is it? Uh, it's from the Mystical White Chocolate. Ooh. Ooh. That's what we should make as our t-shirts. Mystical it, White Chocolate? Well, Chris and I were talking about it. We should do the, I'm the real white chocolate, or now with it, the Mystical White Chocolate. It says, uh, show is great, sometimes chaotic in its pacing and discussions, but that makes for, makes it feel like an actual discussion. The dead cast that, that, the dead cast that they do is great in giving uh, shit. It's great, and it gives a pretty good comparison from the comic to the show. Which someone that doesn't read the comic, a night, which so, which for someone that doesn't read the comic, we swear you're not drunk. I need no, not right now. I, but I do need my glasses. I don't have my reading glasses. I'm getting old. Uh, which for someone that doesn't read the comic, a nice idea of what is coming and what is trying to be conveyed. Comic to the show, which for some so to break it doesn't down for read people, the comic, a nice idea. <laughs> so to break it down for people who can't understand Rich Knees. Rich Knees. <laughs> it's basically saying that he enjoys the fact that we break down things that happen in the episode and also we compare, compare it, to, it the, to the comic book and give people versa. an insight of what to, what to expect, you know. And things like that. So, that's cool. So, on that, as we're getting ready to get to the season finale and the introduction of Negan, we had a little bit of a... uh, Well, first off, let's just say, as always, this episode is going to have a ton of spoilers. If you haven't watched the episode yet, hold off on listening to this podcast until you watch the episode. And then come back and visit us, and we'll visit us. Visit us, yes, with your with your listening device. 
And leave us a comment on it, and then that way we can know what the hell be you as, think. Be as cool as Eric and leave us a comment. No, as the mystical white chocolate. Oh, that's Get it right. right. Sorry. Be as cool as the mystical white chocolate and leave us a comment. That's right. You guys can make up your own screen name, too, and see if you can outbeat his. Because as of right now, uh, it's the mystical white chocolate. The mystical white chocolate, which I, I, I swear I'm going to make a t-shirt out of. Sure. Um, so, anyways... Um, this week we kind of diverged from the comic book quite a bit. It was it was a filler episode. Yeah, it was a filler episode, but it's also uh, a setup for what happened next in the comic. Yeah, I mean and they're they've changed it a little bit from the way mm-hmm. the group is. The group needs to be out because mm-hmm. you know it's in the, in the comic book. The group is out for another run for. Uh, at, at um, well, I'm, Hilltop. I'm, I don't remember if it's because they're out for a run, or if they feel if they feel like, um, like they have to go handle more of the saviors. But or something I like see. That. I think it was that they went to Hilltop the first time in the comic book mm-hmm. and said, "Okay, we're gonna like they did in the in the show," and then they said, "We're gonna go out and we'll take care of of the saviors," and then that then that was the deal. And then they came back for the supplies, and then I think that's when they were jumped. In the in the, it's been so long since I've heard this part in the comics that it's always a blur to me. That's why when you were talking about the van with Carl and everything, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm pretty sure that was right." That later happens later because yeah. uh, what Carl and that's Negan, after the, it's like Carl and Negan uh, introducing and getting introduced to. Yeah, each other. that's but that's after they yeah. the, the uh, saviors come to the gate. Yeah. Um, I think if, I mean, my memory's shot on this, but I think it was more along the lines of either they were going to stop the problem before it reached Alexandria, as in they wanted to go and take care of the saviors, or they were on a run and they get stopped. Right. Which it should be, if you're, if you're reading the comic book, it should be about volume 16, I believe. No, uh, it's more than that. Later actually. than that, I think. I think it was volume. Was eighteen 17. when, or seventeen or eighteen when Carl lost his eye? That was like fifteen. That was, I think. I was thinking it was fourteen. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. You know, but, you are on a wireless mic. You could walk mm-hmm. over and grab it off the shelf. Probably, I guess. No, I think. <laughs> um, I think the introduction for Negan is, um, eighteen. Well, I thought because nineteen some, is all out war. It's is called it? something to fear. Uh, is the name of? Uh, let's see. For those of you who don't realize it, Ethan is walking around my condo, trying to get to the Walking Dead mode, and we lost his mic. And <laughs> did it shut off? I believe it did. See if you can grab another mic. Those batteries may have not been charged for a couple weeks. And while we're having this little bit of a technical difficulty, we will be telling you that the regular Nerdables podcast this week will be uh, Batman vs. Superman, and next week we'll come back with the uh, WonderCon edition. So, Ethan, are you anywhere near? No. Your batteries need to be changed. Stupid fucking batteries. Um, so, yeah, this week of The Walking Dead, we did diverge from the comic book um, to a degree. I mean, we still had the overall feel 
of where we were in the book. Um, the the crew does, or the the uh, the writers do a good job of diverging from the book, but at least staying with the tone of the book. Yeah, here we go. All, All right. right, we got Ethan back. Woo! Wow. Back. I don't know if everybody'd like me to do a podcast by myself. That might get really boring. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's any more entertaining than you looking through pages right now of the comic book. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I, well, the well, episode opens up where we pick up from last week where Carol has left the village. Oh, that's so brutal. <coughs> Excuse me. God, it's so brutal. Um, so Carol leaves. Daryl goes out because he's... Well, we originally thought Daryl was going out to look for Carol... But apparently he's going out to look for Dwight and everybody that killed Denise. So he and Carol are gone two separate ways. Where we have um, Rosita, um, Glenn, Michonne, and did somebody else go with him? It was Rosita, Glenn, Glenn and Michonne. Michonne and Daryl. No, well, they went after Daryl. Michonne, Rosita, and Rosita and Glenn went after Daryl. Yeah. And then, and then they Rick, broke off. Yeah, then Carol's bed buddy came and brought the note to Rick. Yeah. And Rick and Morgan, Morgan went off after her and they went east because Morgan said he knows where she's going. Yeah. Um so we have we have the groups going two different ways, basically east and west. Daryl's going after the saviors and Rick is going after Carol. Mm-hmm. Um I think Carol and Ke- we 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 cut to Carol and man she uh she just that that badass yeah I'm beginning to think that every time she does that that uh, anxiety thing where she's starting to hyperventilate she that's the sign of her switching gears into Here's killer thing. you know I like so it's like a Terminator almost I see that as two two different things. One, it could be the fact that she Doesn't truly is not wanting to do it and knows what she's capable of. Right. And says, I'm going to kill all these guys, and I really don't want to do it. And so it like gets her anxious. And because she gets stopped by a truck of, what, five guys? I think there's two in the cab, three in the in the yeah, bed. Five of them all together. Yeah. And um, so I think it's either that or two, it's her ploy to kind of throw these guys off. Right. Like, whereas she's already accepted the fact of who she is, but she tries to use it as, you know, it's I'm a, a it's weak a, it's and a fragile woman, and I can't defend myself, so don't please, don't hurt me, type uh-huh. thing. And it's just to throw these guys off so to the point where she can do it. I think it's the it's the former, where it's really something that she does not want to do, and it really makes her anxious. See, that, like that gives her some her redeeming with. qualities. Um, yeah. whereas if she does it just for the simple fact of the sleight of hand, you know, look at this while I'm aiming my gun at you, mm-hmm. you know, if she does it that way, it's more cold and calculated and it could be a combination of the two. You know, yeah. she, she knows that, that she has this tick, if you will, but she, she's able to use it as a distraction, even though she really doesn't want to kill him. All right. So the reason why in the comic book that the whole group is out on the road when they first meet Negan is that uh, Glenn and Maggie with Sophia have decided that they were going to move to the hilltop. 
Oh. And so Rick and the group were taking Glenn, Maggie, and Sophia to the hilltop to be there because Maggie was pregnant and they had a doctor there. And so they said that it would be better if they lived there. That falls right into mm. what we saw with Maggie tonight. Yeah. So it couldn't, I mean, that could be the case, especially what, with what happened with Maggie. They're like, oh. Because that's the only doctor one. now. Yeah. The so, only doctor left is at Hilltop because Denise, the pseudo doctor, got killed last week. last week. Yeah. So that was the reason why in the comic book that the entire group packed up in the van and it got to nightfall. Oh, I just saw the part with uh, Negan's introduction. Well, no, not that with uh, Abraham. Oh. But okay. <laughs> with what happened to Denise last week. Sidetrack, but okay. <laughs> so, so we could end up having Abraham next week too. Uh, yeah, Abraham was back at Alexandria with, with Rick. Um, it could be that Dwight's group comes back to Alexandria. Yeah. And you have both those things happening at once. Yeah, it's very possible. And what I we're mean, talking about, we're, and we're not trying to talk in code here, uh, or, or even shorthand because of us both knowing the comic book and mm-hmm. the, where the show's going, but where we're... We kind of want to leave it a little bit vague, so that way it, it's new to the audience for right. you guys. Also, I mean, I think we're we're trying to cover more stuff before we get to discussion points that we're trying to get sure for later in the episode. So we're trying to re- wait until those quote unquote reveals on our show until we actually get to that point in the episode to talk about it. Yes, but so right now we have Carol in a, for lack of a better term, Mexican standoff with with no Mexican. With five guys in a truck. Well, I don't know. One of the guys looked like he could be. Yeah, the guy that was doing all the talking. Yeah, he looked like he could be Hispanic. So, Um, yeah, so Carol's, like, begging him not to force her hand. And all of a sudden, they cut to the truck, and it looks like somebody's mowing him down with an M60 machine gun. Yeah, which then the next shot is of Carol's sleeve all ripped up. With smoke coming out of it. So she, like, hit some... Some kind of machine gun in her sleeve, which I don't know. It didn't how. look like there was. I mean, it didn't look like there was enough room for like an Uzi, yeah. unless it was an automatic I mean, a, pistol. It was a. It's a big jacket, but I don't think of it. You couldn't put like an AK forty seven or anything. Yeah. It had to be like a small handgun, it, like it an automatic like an handgun or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like a small, yeah, something small. But either way, she mows down uh, most of these guys. Yeah, as we find out later. Um, she gets like four, four out of five of the guys. No, three, because the two guys in the cab, which I'm glad, because I, I when I when I saw all five of them, oh, yeah. she actually in her initial attack only kills two of them, because the one guy that was doing all the talking gets behind the the truck. Yeah, the two guys that were in the cab get shot and wounded, but I was glad because I was I thought if she shot through that truck from her hand like that. It's completely unreal. It takes me completely out of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it just seems like she been she killed off the two guys, and the guy hid behind the truck while the other two guys were uh, passed out. Which I don't. Well, they get. were they were depending on. I the, don't get why they would be passed out if they got shot. I like, will see. I didn't get like, that for the first guy. I got for the first guy. He was hiding and making sure that the bullets were done. Mm-hmm. You know, being fired at them. So then that's when he once there was. Enough time where there he steps out and he starts, steps out. 
I think it's when he started hearing the clicking from Carol's gun. Where right. He's like, oh, she's out of bullets. He got up and started, you know, just taking his handgun and shooting yes. in her direction. The other guy, he got shot in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So the shock of it could have knocked him out. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's a wound. He he it maybe had taken a little bit of time to recover from it. Mm-hmm. You Because it doesn't show him, so you don't really know if he's... You just see him slouched over. You don't see if he's knocked out or not. Right. He may have been doing the same thing, to be honest. You know, right. He could have been just, you know... And when they when they focused down. on him, he didn't look like he was much of a killer at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, he he looked more like I'm with these guys. I you know I do what they need me to do, but I'm not going to do it unless you know I'm, I'm not cold blooded yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have uh, Carol way laced to the waist to these guys. Yeah, way laced to these guys. Is what came out. Way laced. Yes. Way way late. Way or, fuck. Or I think he means lay waste. Lay waste. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> So basically she kills four out of the five of the guys. Um the last guy that we we're talking about with the shoulder injury uh doesn't start moving until way later. Right. And mm. she's gone. She's gone. He hides, I guess, because I guess he hears the car with Rick and Morgan coming up. Yeah. So Rick and Morgan, while they're driving up there, Morgan basically convinces or confesses to Rick that um, he knew where Carol went, what direction, because he saw her leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in Alexandria, he said, oh, I don't know where she went, and I'm just going to go and get her. Uh, it goes back to the whole thing of Morgan wanting to... Um, Save people. Yeah, basically. He doesn't want to kill anybody. Give them a second chance or, or bring them back. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill anybody, and so this whole conversation that he has with Rick in the car, and after investigating the scene of where you know the whole gun gun show went off, yeah, <laughs> or gunfire or fight uh, went off, and all that One stuff. One of those things. They start making their way in a direction that you know uh, Morgan sees some tracks, and so they start following to get to see if that's going in Carol's direction. Um. During that whole time, it's more the back and forth between Rick and Morgan that we've seen over this season quite a bit. Whereas, you know, Morgan's like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to do this, that. Uh, You know, people can be saved. And Rick is telling him, well, you know, the world's changed and I've changed and we need to be this and that. And so it's just a lot of the back and forth again of Rick versus um Morgan about, you know, That's should, a new should we kill? Yeah. Should we kill or shouldn't we kill? And uh, you know, I I I get it and it's it's a good dynamic. It's just it's just playing out for it's too long. It's getting old. Yeah, it's playing out for too long. Yeah, um you know, one of them are going to have to break soon. If that if that's the case, you know. Well, I mean, with what's with what we know of Negan and what's coming, you can see that that break is going to happen. Yeah, there's not. It's um, it, this kind of mentality that Morgan has isn't going to last much longer. Um, but then again, where where Morgan ends up in the end of this episode, mm-hmm. he may not even be around for it. Yeah. Well, I think I think around this time in the comic book, if I'm not mistaken, Morgan's already dead. Um, Is he? Because at that, I thought he was still with Michonne at that time. No. Um, um, so as as Rick and 
and, and Morgan go off into the field to try to track down or and follow a blood trail and try to track down where Carol might be. We cut back to Daryl, or we, actually, I should say we cut back to Rosita, uh, Glenn, and Michonne on the railroad tracks where we saw Denise die the week before. Yeah. They see Daryl's bike. They and, find Daryl's bike uh, hidden. Yeah, and they track him into the woods. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, they catch up with him. Daryl says, no, I have to do this. I have to kill Dwight because I let him go. And he came back and he killed Denise. And if I killed him beforehand, this wouldn't happen. He kind of feels a little more remorse for not killing this uh, Dwight and uh-huh. those uh, and the two female companions he was with um, beforehand in the in the early half of this season. Yes. So uh, he feels like he's obligated now to kill him. So he goes on his own. Should Daryl have killed him? Daryl should kill him just because you know who Dwight. But we is didn't know it was point. Dwight at that time. We 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 made the assumption after he took the crossbow. But oh, you mean in the in the earlier part? Yes, I don't think so. Only because you know, at this point, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, that's not Dwight." You know, I was just thinking it was just some people that were lost. And Daryl, one of Daryl's missions was to go out and find new people. people. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and they gave no signs of it. He, at exactly. First. That was the thing. He had, he had no feeling of the threat towards the end. You know, once he had that conversation towards the end, and he he heard keywords that were going into a conversation. Well, it's he almost having, he, he started asking the three questions. Right. And so, if, and you see at the end of that episode, he cut he cuts himself off midsection, or sentence, and says, shit, and turns around and tries mm-hmm. to shoot him. But, but, yeah, he realizes, yeah, yeah, as he's asking those three questions. So, here we are now with Burn Scar that we know of from the comic book, Dwight. Mm-hmm. And he kills Denise. Now, Daryl's trying to track him down. Uh, Michonne and Glenn and Rosita catch up with him to try to convince him to come back, that it's not worth it. They need to defend Alexandria and stay close to them. Well, they they said we need a plan. You can't just go straight up and try to go vigilante mode and kill him. We need to go back to Alexandria and we'll plan it out. I'm Daryl. Yeah. So he's like, we need to plan it out before we go out and do this. And Daryl's like, no, I got to do this now. Yes. So he leaves. Rosita follows because I think Rosita's just still in that place where she just feels alone. Well, I mean, cause there there was that little thing of they they show uh, Sasha and Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, having their little bit of lovers exchange as they're switching yeah. posts, and Rosita standing right there. <laughs> so Rosita obviously is like, you know what? I don't want to be fucking around them right now. So yeah. I'm going to be out here, and I'll be with Daryl. Because, you know, she's obviously been sleeping around already after after uh, Abraham. She was with uh, Denise's son. No, uh, Deanna's son. Deanna's son. Yeah. Yeah. Denise. Denise didn't have a son. <laughs> she's a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then lesbians can have sons. But, you know, you know yes. We, we get within the, the dynamic. Yeah. I don't want to get into political. But within the dynamic of the show, Deanna's son. Yes. Was who. Yes. Okay. Who's kind of courting her. But she now. was doing that just because she was. She find, you've finding seen, solace. Yeah, she feels alone. Yes. And that's what it is. And that's exactly how it was in the comic book, too. You know, it, Rosita feels alone, and Eugene steps up to that point of, you know, comforting, comforting her. Right. And so that's why she's, you know, uh, eventually starts, <clears throat> you know, being more uh, with Eugene and 
you know, mm-hmm. starting a relationship with Eugene in the comic books. So Michonne and Glenn turn back to go back towards the van and go back to Alexandria, obviously. Well, I don't think they went back towards the van. They went into the woods, but they're they're just like kind of talking. They're like, oh, they're going, so we're going to wait for them. Right. But in the meantime, we're just we're going to talk about shit, you know? <laughs> we're just going to shoot the shit. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, in in that time, yes, they start hearing whistles. And, and every time there was a whistle, a new man popped out. And basically they got surrounded by the saviors, that same group that, or not the same group, but more of that group from the first run on the railroad tracks. Right, Dwight. from Dwight's group. Because uh, the last one is Dwight. <clears throat> yes. So, which, he was holding that gun really awkward. Uh, you I know, don't understand. It's always a problem with actors and... You know, with weapons in, in TV and film, they've never hold it right. And yeah. what what bug then that bugs me so much because at, being an actor, that's one of the things you want to do is you want to make sure that you're you're holding your weapon the right way because yeah. one, you're that's what you're supposed to be holding it, and two, the audience will look at the screen and go, that's not right, that's not right, and it completely takes him out of the scene. I want to know if it's maybe like he grabbed it by mistake and his middle finger went on top of the trigger <sighs> and he was just doing the scene because you know it was part of the scene and that was the best take. And so they're like, screw it, we're just going to use it. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that does happen. That you does know? happen a lot of times where you'll do that take like four or five times, maybe even more sometimes. And then the editor's sitting there going, Ah, shit, that other take was really good, but you know what? We have an airplane. We can't use it. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, with digital stuff nowadays, you can switch things around, but there's still, you know what? There may have been a bug in the scene or, you know, something may have happened where that was the best take. Right. Sometimes it gets past the director and the editor, you know, and mm-hmm. slips into it. Yeah. So, and, or there may have been a, from a different angle that he did that same thing and he had, and so. We got that shot from the other angle, and we have to keep continuity. it in continuity. Yeah, so I don't, whatever the reason was behind it, it's, it's fine. It's just like... It takes it, you out of the scene. It was now. just really awkward. I was like, who holds the gun with their finger, their middle finger on the trigger? Well, it's like when... Uh, in, in, uh, it's like trying to palm it like you palm basketball, but he was palming the gun. Yeah, in in, in the original Star Wars movie, when Han Solo's... The, you know, when the stormtroopers are attacking the Millennium Falcon at Mos Eisley's, he's got this wimp-wristed... Uh, wimp your little hold that he's doing, and the gun's like at an angle. It's like there's no way he's shooting anybody with right. that angle. And it happens, like like I said, it happens in film and television all the time. Yeah, you know, you, you see people with machine guns and they're holding it, and you can tell, you know, with the with you know, I've fired a machine gun before, so I know the the weight of it, the you know, the the tension that you get, or you know, the kick the on recoil. it. Yeah, the, the recoil. recoil. So you've got to hold it a certain way. Yeah, or it's going to knock your ass on the ground. Yeah. And it happens where, you know, there's, you give an actor something that's never had a gun in their hand and, you know, look at me. And it's like, you know, all over the place. <laughs> so anyways, back to what you were saying. Um, yes, Dwight was holding the gun very awkwardly. Yes. So well, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. And, you know, I still felt the same intensity. You in can the get scene. past it. Yeah. It was just a kind of like, oh, why is he holding it like that one? You know, it's no big deal. So we move on. As far as that goes, they basically take Michonne and Glenn hostage, mm-hmm. and they're setting up a camp, essentially. I guess, for yeah, camping night. for the night, at least. Yeah, something like that, because they're getting firewood and whatnot, and Glenn and Michonne are tied up, sitting on a log. 
And then you notice that Daryl comes around yeah. a corner. And so, sure enough, he's, you know, like, oh, don't worry, I got this, guys. I'm going to help you guys out. But before before you get to the next point, because that's actually at the end of the episode, mm. we, during all of this exchange and everything, we cut back to Alexandria, mm. and we have Maggie, and yeah. I always forget her name. Enid. Enid. I always want to call her Elsa. Elsa. <laughs> Enid. Enid. Mm-hmm. Um, Enid had helped her out, like, earlier on, just, like, a very, very quick scene where... She's getting something out of the pantry, and Maggie's getting Maggie's stuff coming together. in for lunch or something. Well, Maggie's planning yes. stuff and making sure that things are done in Alexandria, basically taking the role of Deanna. Right. And there uh, was another little short scene where she was uh, planting guns throughout the the property. Yeah, she's hiding guns so that you know they know where guns are if they need to. Right. And basically, uh, Enid just tells her, you know, hey, I'm going to take your, I'm going to take your post. Uh, you go and rest. Because uh, you know you just seem really tired, so just it's a very, ask. very um, stereotypical pregnancy thing. You know, she gives her pickles. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> go put comes... your feet up and have some pickles. Yeah, she gets in the pantry because she's hungry. She wants to eat something, and Enid gives her a jar of pickles. So <laughs> yeah, and says, "Hey, go put your feet up and yeah. eat some pickles." So uh... so then we cut back to there a third scene with Maggie, and now it's with Enid. Enid. And she's come to the door asking if she could do more for her. And we finally get the answer to this major, major... It was... Uh, when it first broke about Maggie cutting her... Uh, uh, Lauren Cohen. Lauren cutting her hair. Mm-hmm. Everybody freaked out and said, she's she dies. Die. Oh, she's my God, die. she's going to die. She cut her hair. Mm-hmm. She's changing, changed her look. She's going to die. Well, yeah, Enid stabs her in the head with a pair of scissors after she's <laughs> done cutting her hair. Right? So, But in the scene, yeah, so the scene is Eden cutting her hair, yeah. which goes back to... Which I'm totally kidding, getting about Enid right. stabbing her in the head. People but it does like, go back to two, uh, two episodes earlier when... When Maggie and Carol are captured, yeah. one of the things that happens is they grab Maggie by her hair yeah. and yank her around. So, so now she's like, no, I'm cutting it off because nothing's ever going to hold me back again. Yeah. And, and then she starts to have some intense stomach pains. Some stomach pains. Which, you know, as, as we mentioned before in this podcast, this comic. Now who's having I'm a I'm starting stroke. to talk like you, Rich. I know. Uh, I'm saying in this podcast. I, I'm drinking beer. You're, you have water. I, I don't have know no why excuse. you're drinking. I don't know. You're stuttering. But like we said earlier in the podcast, that the reason why they go to Hilltop and they run into Negan's group is because of the Matt. fact that Maggie needs to go to the doctor. Yes. Or, but from the comic book, she needs, com- she's just yeah. moving there. She's just moving there because they feel like having a doctor would help them with the pregnancy. And the well, there's also the twins that are still alive in the comic book. I don't think the twins are alive. Well, I thought they were. No, they died way early, the twins. Did they? Yes. Uh, Sophia's with them. Sophia. In, oh, that's right. That's Sophia. Book. That's Sophia. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, Sophia is still alive in the comic book. Well, that's where they... Eden's character. Yeah, Enid is taking over the yeah. Sophia role. So that's why we feel like Enid is going to be... Maggie's daughter, quote unquote. Quote unquote, yeah. That's why that. Well, that's why you had uh, Glenn save her and bring her back. Yeah. And that their connection that they had. Yeah. And now you have that with Maggie and her. Um, but yes, we had to set up a plot device to now get the group need, out. Need to get the group to go to Hilltop. Right. So it will 
tie into the story structure of the comic book. Yes. Because, you know, and we say this all the time, you know, even though it it may be a different character or, um, yeah, usually a different character that happened, you know, that a situation happens to that was something that happened in the comic book. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we now have Sasha basically taking over the role of Andrea, Andrea and that split with Michonne because Andrea was with Rick and in the comic book. Oh well, yeah, and the in towards this part of the comic book, Andrea is the love interest of Rick, but she's also the sharpshooter that's always but in yeah. the tower and everything, which is what Sasha she's, has become. Yeah, she's the the best shooter they have essentially, and that's basically what Sasha has become. So, so to keep in the tone of the comic book, we need a plot to get the group mm-hmm. with Maggie out to Hilltop. Right. Well, so with we, Maggie and Glenn. Right. But that's the thing is, you know, Glenn is Glenn and Maggie are separated, but they're with that group. So I think that they're all going to come it's go, back. There's going to be a way that they all, it's a 90 minute episode finale next week. So at some point, all of the, those two yeah. groups are going to meet up, whether Rick and them, you know, save the, uh, Maggie or excuse me, save Glenn, and Glenn Michonne. Michonne and Daryl. Or not, you know, somehow they're all going to meet back up. Either that or that's one group, and then they say, okay, well, we got them, and they send someone back to tell Negan, and Negan's like, okay, well, let's meet the rest of them. Yes. You know? See, that that's the other thing, is that group and Negan could bring them to Rick and them. That's what I'm saying. Is So then you that's where yeah. they all meet up. They basically set up a roadblock, like in the beginning of this half of the season. Right. With those guys, and stop Rick and the group. And basically, they already have Dwight Darryl. and their group meet up with them. Yes, all together, which coincides with next. You know what could happen. So well, the end of this episode. The end of this episode. Huge cliffhanger. Huge, huge cliffhanger. Huge. So, so we where we left off with Daryl and and Glenn and Michonne, Michonne and Rosita was Glenn and Michonne are tied up in this makeshift camp. Rosita and Daryl come up upon them, and all of a sudden you you cut you see Daryl. You first you see Glenn and Michonne, then you cut to Daryl, then you cut back to Glenn and Michonne. Well, Daryl's hiding behind a tree, right? He, he exposes himself, seeing from, seeing like face to face with uh, Glenn. Glenn and Michonne, and, and Glenn Glenn's, is like, "No, go, yeah, we, we, go away, get out of here, yeah. get out of here. You're, you're, it's a trap." Exactly. And so Daryl is like, no, I got this. I'm going to help you out. And, and we got Glenn, to a wider angle. Well, Glenn notices that Dwight is now behind Daryl yes. with a gun pointed right at him. Which we cut to the wide angle to understand yes. what, what Glenn is trying to muffly say. Yes. Well, and he keeps trying. He keeps saying, Daryl, Daryl, yes. to try to get his attention to turn around. Yes. But then, you know, Daryl doesn't see it. Daryl's more focused on trying to get in there. Yes. And... We so, reveal Dwight standing behind Daryl with mm, a with a pistol, pistol right nine millimeter something, yeah, yeah, and and straight up he I forget what he says. He says hi, Daryl. Oh, okay. So he says hi, Daryl, and Daryl turns around as Daryl's turning. There's a gunshot and, and blood splatters all over the camera lens, right over where Daryl. Well, you see, Daryl is in the right bottom corner of the screen. Yes, Dwight is on the left side of the screen. And they shoot, and when the gunshot goes off, the blood spatters all over the bottom right corner of the screen. And so immediately you, fades to black. Yes. 
and you don't know where it doesn't even really fade it just cuts straight to black yeah and you don't see what happened to daryl you don't you know, you don't want to get an idea of what angle he was shooting him at. And then in the black the, screen. The only thing you hear when the black screen is, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. And which, then, it, which it's still debatable on who's saying that. Yeah. You know, is it Daryl that's saying it? Well, that, that's it what, yeah, when, when, it cut to, when it cut to the Talking Dead and Hardwick, he said it, it's Dwight that says it, but it kind of sounded like Daryl. It sounded a little like Daryl. Yeah. Um, and Daryl always carries a pistol with him, too. Yeah, but I mean, his he had his hands with the crossbow. So I mean, it, yeah, but I as he's turning, difficult. he could have. I find it very difficult for him to drop the sure. crossbow, pick up a pistol, and shoot it before Dwight can get a shot off. Well, sure, I mean it does happen, but I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm gonna play it as that's uh, that's it, Dwight. I, I have a feeling Dwight shoots him. Yes, but I think he shoots him like in the shoulder, in the or shoulder, something. or like in the torso or something. Yeah. Because yeah, they, it was a lot of blood on the screen, so yeah. I, I think it's something that it's like vital, like a vital organ or something. Well, I do. You, I don't think they'll kill. I don't think that they'll kill Daryl like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I, I really, I, I really see Daryl needs to get revenge on on uh, Dwight before he dies. Mm-hmm. But. Next week we know we get the introduction of Negan, which we saw in the the, the preview. We get him from behind, oh. and then we see Lucille, and we hear, oh. "I'm Negan." My goodness! Just, uh, did, I mean, did you get chills? Did you get I goosebumps? Did. When they when they showed that preview, did you get a hard on? You no, did, I didn't. Didn't, you? didn't. Be honest. Be honest. We're, 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 no, we don't I'm not care. like Negan where I you get know, a hard on. Your from fans, Lucille. your fans don't care. You know. If you got a hard on from from Negan, hey, they're they're gonna think that you really are a Walking Dead fan. No, I'm not like Negan where I get a hard on from <laughs> rubbing myself with Lucille. <laughs> That'll be next uh, season. Oh, I'm 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 waiting to see how Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays this because the way that Negan is in the comic book is <sighs> it's he, so brutal. He's the most unlikable, likable character. And so that's the he, thing. He is the essence of pure evil. Exactly. There's nothing redeemable about him. But because he's, he's a, such a badass, you can't help but like him. Yeah. It's like people that like Freddy Krueger. There's nothing redeemable about Freddy yeah. Krueger at all. He's a child molester and a murderer. And people still think he's one of the coolest villain, you know, uh, horror well, that's film, a, I think characters. that's what it is, is that when you have a character that's so good as far as like when you have a story together well darth vader reading yeah. It, yeah when you read this book and you read negan and everything and he's to the point where you hate this guy so much and you're like i like him because i hate him uh-huh. and that's what that's what i think is the whole fascination with negan is my personal opinion is the fact that i hate so you this do guy. get a hard on over negan <laughs> no i don't get a hard on over negan but <laughs> I say that the fact that I hate him so much, it was the same with the governor. I hate this guy so much that I love the way that his character is written. I got for the, for the people that haven't read the book that have only followed the TV show. The governor is George W. Bush to Negan being Trump. <laughs> no, <laughs> all honesty. No. It's the governor was bad. Negan is a hundred million times worse. Yeah, 
and that's a, a the, the, I think what was it a couple of years ago when they had this article out where they said that they named the like top 200 um villains villains in comic books of all time and the governor broke i think the top 100 and um yeah, so I, Negan I broke think, the top ten, and I haven't I haven't checked to see if they wrote an updated article since then, but I would I would honestly say that Negan would be a lot lower on that list, higher, well lower because it counted closer down. to one, closer to one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, and so he's and the imagery that they're using in the little teaser for next week. You don't see his face. You just—I knew it's him. I know it's him because he's wearing the jacket. It, it is he's definitely his red voice. Shirt. Yeah, because I was wondering if they were just going to use somebody else, because they didn't announce mm-hmm. the casting until well after the they had shot the but season. But that's the thing is they can easily just oh, yeah. say, "Hey, we need to shoot one more episode," or they could have they could have or we need shot to shoot it already season. and then made the casting and then waited. Or even yeah, they they shot the season, but they didn't shoot that one last episode because they needed to cast Negan for it. I, I was almost I thought the only thing you would see you wouldn't see his face, like there'd be a shadow or you something. Don't see his over face. It. No, no, I mean so. I mean not even from you know you would see from behind or you know you'll see his just I'm the really shadow surprised. of his face and then. You'll see Lucille do the action. I'm really surprised that they showed Lucille in the teaser. Really? Yeah. Like I I would have thought that they would save everything about Negan. Were you Were you more excited to hear I'm Negan or see Lucille? A little bit of both, actually. Does it Does it kind of ruin the moment now when you see it? No, because uh, I know that scene is just going to be really powerful. And I'm just because you know we I mean we it. we talk about on the on the Nerdables podcast we talk about it all the time with movies and how trailers spoil the coolest moments you know like even like we were talking about with you know Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. this weekend the the Trinity shot of Batman Superman and Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman uh, that that Trinity shot you know we it wasn't as powerful because. Of the whole, because um, they ruined it. In the they trailer. ruined it in the trailer. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm typing on, on my daughter's. Uh, that's fine. iPad. That's but, the, that's the word I'm looking. But for. that's the thing that I think AMC does well with showing the you know, the teasers. They show you enough to get you excited, but they don't show you everything. And you know, I think the executive producers on the show have made it a very simple fact that they don't want to show you things in previews and trailers, even though people want it. Mm-hmm. They say, no, we want to keep it for, you know, people to watch it live, like watch it as it happens. And so like every time that they put teasers or whatever, they say, well, we can only show you this one scene because nothing happens. Right. You know, and nothing really happened in that scene. I mean, what they teased. Um, I just, there was a question I was going to ask you just now and I, I it just escaped me. Um, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. We've seen 90 minute episodes a couple times this year. Well, it seems like it's the going trend for the last two seasons. Yes. To, to either the begin the finale. season and, and end the season with a 90 minute. Right. The first one, I think it was the season opener. The first 30 minutes was a waste. There was mm-hmm. nothing. 
you know, or it was it was one of them where it, I think it, it was last season. It was, was it? It was like the first thirty minutes of the episode. Um, didn't need to be there. Yeah, it was all set up, and it was just like it. It, it could have either been done in like ten minutes rather than half an hour. Yes, but see, but seeing where we left off with this episode, mm-hmm. do you think that? It's going to fill a full ninety minutes and be a good ninety minutes. If they answer, like what happens with Daryl and how the group is getting ready and what's happening to Maggie, if they're wrapping up the season, uh-huh. then yes. But if because you just matter... looked over, you looked over where we are with the comic book, mm-hmm. and you can see there's still a lot to get to before you get to the reveal of Negan. In a sense, I mean, because I think the beginning part of this trade is where Abraham gets shot. And so it's not... <gasps> Spoiler! We spoiled it last year. Last week we said it. Um, but we didn't have him die. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's that's what it is. Is because, you know, uh, it, this trade basically starts out with, you know, Abraham getting shot. Uh, and then moving forward to... The whole railroad scene with Dwight and you know Eugene biting his junk, <laughs> and uh, he got a hold of that cock. Really, the only thing that's um, more than you know what's been shown on the TV show than where we are right now is, I think, um, where was it? I just passed it. Don't know. It's just uh, Dwight finding the group. Mm-hmm. And bringing them back to Alexandria. Right. And then basically giving the those members of the group back. And once Rick tells them off and basically says, no, you can't come in, blah, blah, blah. See, and that could happen. That it could. Because he has members of the group right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, Yeah, it could still happen. I mean, they could. it could end up that they need to go to Hilltop because of Daryl being mortally wounded. Yeah, you know you you could have him and Maggie both needing a doctor, so that means that they have to rush out there. Yeah, no, I can I can see that happening. I'm just looking over this part with Negan now, and it's like <sighs> just that teaser is almost identical to the way you're introduced to Negan. Yeah, like you see the bat coming straight towards the lens and all. And so, oh my goodness, I'm so excited for next week. So obviously. I mean, we'll wrap up next week where we speculate where um, where next season will take us. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling this season, it's going to end on a very, very dark note. Oh, yeah. No, I think Stephen Young has already said um, this scene with Negan is a very powerful and very... Upsetting it, scene. It's going to make the the end of the first season where the CDC blows up, and you know you don't know if everybody's dead or not, you know because of the way it blows up. It's that's going to look like nothing when they're trapped in terminus in the in the uh, train car. That's going to look like child's play compared yes. to what happens. It's yeah. like every other season they end it with a very very dark mm. note. Well, usually because they had a trend where, you know, the last episode of the season would be a main character dying. Right. And it's getting think... to be like Game of Thrones. Like, you know how with Game of Thrones, like, the, like 
the second or third to the last episode. It's usually like nine or ten of the mm-hmm. episodes because there's usually like 13. There's ten usually. There's 13. It's always ten on Game of Thrones. Whatever it is. Yeah. The, the, the eighth or ninth scene yeah. or episodes are usually the darkest, the bloodiest. You had the Red Wedding. You had... Uh, that was the mm-hmm. that was the yeah. you know season one. That's when Ned gets beheaded. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things within those last couple of episodes. Well, yeah, and Walking uh, Dead is getting to is. Well, that's what they're doing is they're using an entire season to do an arc. Yes, and the season finale is supposed to be the ending of that arc. Right. Whereas the last couple seasons, though, their their season enders haven't been have been like. This is it's gonna happen, and then the season, the next season, the first episode is like the ending of that arc, right? So I really hope that you know this is something that's gonna basically answer all the questions and and end and begin the new story. Do you think that it could end right before the? No, because they've already said that it, the ending of it is going to be brutal and yeah. Uh, it's no, going to change things for one of the see, main characters. You're definitely going to see what Negan does yeah. in the comic book. Uh, it's just a matter of who <sighs> who it's going to happen to. You don't know. Uh, I think that's that's the only thing that's I think there. Th- right now, as somebody that's read the comic book and followed the show, hmm. that is what's got me the most anxious is... Who can it be? Yeah. Because I, I, if, it's, if it's who it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. But if it's somebody else... I'm like, especially if yeah. it's like Daryl or something. I was like, no, it, 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 oh god, that, that'll like, it, it it'll put, and and that's why I think that they could change it from who it's supposed to be, yeah. is because for both fans of the show and the comic book, well, a lot of people have it changes it, yeah, and everybody's sitting on edge together. Well, Stephen Young's also said that a lot of people keep asking him, and he's like, I'm not gonna tell you, yeah, but I will tell you that we do things differently on the show than yeah. we do in the comic book. And I want to say that's him trying to divert the question to make people think about it, whereas he knows, you know, something is going to go a certain way. So he could just really honestly be saying, hey, it's not me, it's somebody else, because we do stuff differently. Yes. But he could also be using that as the ploy of saying, yeah, it is me, but, you know, I want to give you this so you can speculate that, hey, it could be somebody else, too. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap things up for this episode. Sure. So... For Ethan and myself, we want to remind you to please leave us a comment, especially about the Walking Dead cast. Let us know what you think. Um, you can let us know who you think it could be. If, yeah. If there's, uh, for those of you that are fans of the comic book and fans of the TV show and listening to our podcast, you kind of get an idea of what's happening next. We know that a major character is going to die in a brutal way. Who do you think it's? Who do you be? think it could be if they were going to do change it from the comic book? Who? you think will for the comic book fans who do you think should should go that would be as powerful it was in the comic book for the for the followers of the show who do you Mm -hmm. think would make the most impact right now to die yep all right and then make sure you follow us on facebook.com slash nerdables we're also on twitter at nerdable show and check out nerdables.com so for ethan and myself we'll wrap things up next week we'll see you next week